Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first Pro Box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Okay, how you doing everybody? Thanks for hanging in there. Uh, we had enough of the Real was that the real the fake KVD? I was <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know. We had a double KVD appearance there on a commercial, of course, for fa or for uh, Mister Tacklebox. Um, I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. Uh, so glad you could join us, and it's so glad I'm so glad to be back here, uh, bringing some more Ike Lives to you during this strange time. The good news is, show tonight is running great. Brian Carpenter, I think everything's gone good. I believe we're we're learning a little bit. Uh, yeah. Zoom's a new thing. Again, Zoom's shout a new out thing. to Andy. Shout out to Andy. We're Mark Jeffries came in and helped out. Shout in the, to Mark Jeffries. In the off season. Shout out to Mark Jeffries for yeah. helping a little bit. So I think we are on the road to have more regular Ike Live. So I appreciate I so. you hanging in there with us for a few weeks until we got a little readjusted. Uh, also, uh, want to thank the whole crew for taking time tonight. Of course. We've got them here chiming back in with us. We've got uh, Riz, we've got uh, Pete Glusick, and, of course, Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. Stormtrooper, <laughs> join us tonight. It was nice to hear from those guys, too, Brian, and get an update on what's been going on. But listen, here's the highlight of the show tonight, and uh, I'm so glad to have this guy on. I've uh, been really, really anxious to have him on the show for a long time. And finally, in all this craziness of COVID, we've got a chance to track him down and uh, – I think we, we've got him on now, Brian. We've got him ready. Uh, joining us now live, uh, FLW Pro, of course. FLW, a, cha uh, a championship champion. Biggest event in the world, besides the Bassmaster Classic, probably. Won that a, f a few years back. The one and only Brad Knight joining us tonight on iCloud. Brad, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, Brad, thanks for coming on. Uh, first things first. We all talked for an hour, over an hour, on how weird and strange and awkward these last couple months have been. How how are you dealing with it? How are you, how are you and the family holding up during this time? What's what's going on at your household? Well, it's really been crazy for me because this has been the first spring that I've spent at my house in the last you know twelve or fifteen years. Yeah, like all the tour guys, you know. I, uh, I had to mow my yard in April this year. That's maybe the first time I've ever done that. So <laughs> that, that was a little bit weird. Yeah. But it's really, uh, we've been making the most of it. You know, we'd obviously like to all be uh, having a normal tour season, but, uh, you know, I've been fishing a lot around the house, spent a lot of time crappie fishing. And uh, recently the water level is starting to come up here on the Tennessee River. So bass are getting really shallow. So I'm going to kind of start kicking things over into bass fishing gear a little bit. Yeah, I think that's one of the silver linings of all this. I mean, there's so many things that aren't great about what happened that are negative, sure. you know, uh, bad repercussions of what's going on. But I think one of the silver linings, you hit it on the head, which is a lot more family time, a lot of time at home. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a cool thing. That's special. Yeah, and I think what's really cool for me is I've seen a lot of people uh, outside, families, you know, being in the outdoors, whether it's been – you know, hiking, fishing, uh, just whatever. You see, bike riding, it, that's been a, a big thing. So maybe putting the phones down and getting out from in front of the television and spending some time outdoors has, has kind of been a pretty good wake-up call for everybody. Yeah. Now, I, I, I got to 
I, I got to admit to you, Brad, I'm going to admit it to you, and I'm going to admit it to everybody watching and, and Brian here tonight, that it's been the same for me, exactly what you said. I, I hadn't fished around the house this much in the spring. I've been sight fishing on my home lake, which I haven't done in years. Right. Uh, family time's been great. I'm almost at the point where there's a part of me that really does miss tournament fishing. I'm a competitor. Like, a, like all the pros, I want to compete. But there's a part of me that's like, man, this is nice. This is nice not getting in the truck, not going 30,000 miles a year, not worrying about points and pounds and all that. Do you, do you have a little bit of that, or is that not even entered into your mind whatsoever? Oh, 100% I agree. You know, this may be a dangerous thing for a lot of tour guys to uh, kind of realize what we've been missing. And that's uh, one thing I've talked to a couple of my friends about. It's almost like we live a more normal lifestyle. I mean, from January to August, everything for us is a blur. And yeah. now kind of being at home and, and kind of living more of that traditional uh, lifestyle is kind of nice. I, I, I kind of enjoy it. But yeah. I definitely yearn to, to compete and, and be on the tournament trail and, and get to do all that stuff. But, man, I'm not going to lie. It's been nice being able to spend April and May around the house. Yeah. Yeah, super nice. Now, how uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about – the adjustments, because you know, in the in the last you know four to six weeks, um, without the tournament venues there for us, with that outlet, with that outlet gone, you know, disappeared virtually. Um, how have you been handling the business side of the sport? What's changed for you in your daily routine with sponsors and promotions and all that stuff? Uh, you know, really not a not a lot more. Uh, Probably should be more, but it's more social media stuff, but that's really all that we've been able to do. Uh, Relationship-wise, just make connections and, and help out where you can. But other than that, that's really been about it for me. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. We've talked to a bunch of pros, and it's, uh, you know, that outlet to get exposure through tournaments is gone. So it's almost like you've had to find different venues, you know, to keep getting that exposure for your sponsors. So. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a changing world, and, um, you know, I guess we're all at this point keeping our fingers crossed to get back to reality as soon as possible. What have you heard from the FLW side? Have they given you a definitive date on when the next event is going to be? Uh, we were actually just finished up with a call a day or so ago, and I think our next event, everything's got rescheduled from our uh, original schedule now and june the 20th i believe i've got my date here yeah june 20th on uh, lake chickamauga is going to be our next flw tour oh uh, that 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 that's at least for now unless it changes I mean, it's early it's a can't have what is it. it's, it's <laughs> not even the weekend's not over so it may be different come tomorrow who knows yeah well that's that's the thing you know it's uh i think with all this that's happened you know, even if you look and predict and say, you know, June 20th or July 5th or whatever date you give, it's good. There's going to be a transition there. Do you think, Brad, is will will things at FLW totally go back to normal with this all this happening? Right, because FLW and BASS, unlike MLF, you've got uh, you've got a. Uh, an official with you, a, a marshal with you. You've got a lot of interaction with other guys through a through a bag line, through weigh-ins, through a stage. You've got fan interaction. You've got a lot of stuff tied to the tournament um, that that is 
you know, with, with what's going on right now, it's, it's, it's opposite of what they want us to do. Do you see right. FLW going back to the way it was, or do you think things will change? Well, I think there will be some different stuff, but also, you know, I have to give a hats off to FLW staff. We were actually um, at a tournament at Lake Martin when all this kind of went down, when yeah. everybody was canceling their events. And we had a, a couple of meetings there with the uh, folks at FLW and came up with a plan that worked to still be able to conduct the events. We had uh, no spectators. We had no marshals. They spaced our flights out to where we would only have, you know, a lot less boats in, in each flight. So when you came to the weigh-in stage, you were uh, socially distant space, six feet apart in the bag line. And, and when you weighed in, you didn't have to you know, speak into the microphone if you didn't choose to. And if you did, they had a separate microphone for the other the competitors that they would clean. So they made the, the proper adjustments there for us to still be able to conduct our event. And I see probably those similar guidelines being followed through, at least uh, until all the all the politically correct stuff goes away anywhere where they can afford to go back to our old normal if, if that ever happens again. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I, I think the strength of FLW and BASS, I think their strong points – were events you know they were they're all those circuits were really good at holding events and bringing people in and co-anglers and marshals and you know all, all this kind of uh, sort of goes against the grain now on, on what's going to be the norm you know do you yeah. see a point at which flw and bass will will go away from tournaments and and having fans and crowds and hosting more MLF-style events? I have a hard time seeing that happen. I think you know the fans and coming to weigh in is such a big part of, of that model, especially in the tournament scene. And I just have a hard time seeing fans not being welcome to weigh-ins. Right. I do think maybe having uh, no marshals or some type of strict uh, test on marshals, but you know, out in open air and, and you just don't know who's you know in your boat or where they've been, but I uh, maybe they don't do away with those like they did at Lake Martin. I could see that happen for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of, of of wins, I want to go back and I want to talk a little bit about um, your big win on Washita. Uh, mm -hmm. It's such a giant, giant victory. Um, that level of of a win, you know. And um, you know, I won the classic way back in the Stone Age, uh, and I know how that changed my life. Um, Talk a little bit about that win because I, I know how big it is. And, and, and honestly, I came in second in an FLW championship on, in Pittsburgh. So I, I almost got there, and I was um, disappointed I didn't get a chance to win. But uh, did that change your life? Talk about that because that's a, that's a big win. It's monumental. Yeah, it was huge for me, uh, not only just from having a championship title. I mean, that's a feather everybody wants in their cap. But um, maybe just the financial, just being able to take that that next level financially, you know, it's a half a million dollars and they just walk up and hand it to you in your hand right then. Yeah. And I always made the statement that winning a tournament is a career changer, but winning a, a championship event is a life changer. Yeah. For me, it was definitely a life changing event. So, yeah. You know, greatest moment of my career. And, uh, you know, I was a little disappointed that we have a name change now. I think it's the FLW title championship or something. I, I kind of disappointed we weren't able to, kind of keep the cup going so there'd yeah. be a potential to have a two-time winner. Right. But I'm also kind of – it's kind of neat that it, it's put to bed. That's that's kind of history, and it's a fresh chapter. And 
competing for something completely different now. And it's not anything that hangs over your head or you have to answer who's going to be the first to win the number two. And so it's uh, I'm kind of 50, 50 on that. I, I kind of wish it was still going on, but at the same time, it's kind of glad it's, it's kind of put to bed. And old right. News. Well, that, here's, here's the good news. And I, I don't know if this is good news, but uh, my wife and I were talking about this today and um, we got our, you know, we get all the magazines here at the house. So we get the FLW magazine, we get Bassmaster magazine, we get Bass Times. And the Bassmaster magazine, the Bass Times that came today, had, um, it finally had Hank, it was the recap from Hank's win at the Bassmaster mm-hmm. Classic. And we started talking that, you know, great win to Hank. We love Hank. We're friend friend of us, friend of the show. But what, like, was that the worst time you could think of? To win a <laughs> national championship event, right? Like, and again, nothing yeah. against Hank, nothing against Bassmaster, nothing against yeah, any I mean, of that. Uh, but like, it's the first classic after the big disruption, right? In the right. in the rankings, and then on top of that, like the week after this big COVID nineteen thing happens, you know, and it, it was like, yeah. I'm looking at Becky, and I'm saying, you know, it was almost like, thank God I won way back then, and. You know, you look at your win in 2015. All eyes were on you for for six, eight, ten months after your win, and That's it's right. almost like, you know, everything—not just bass fishing, but the whole world—everything's taking a backseat to COVID nineteen right now. So, you know, me and Becky were looking at we're looking at each other like, man, I feel bad for Hank. You know, I feel bad. I feel bad in a way. You know, do you agree with that, Brad? Or what? What? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I can I can see that point for sure. And that's uh, you know having the the classic this part of the in the season. I think it's awesome to start the season out with the classic. You know, everybody's kind of been cabin fevered up, and that's the first big getaway. And having it in the spring, you're having awesome events, huge weights. But you know, you win the classic, and now it's just a couple of weeks to your next event, or a couple of weeks. And now we're in the the COVID deal. It's like yeah. your window for. Um, capitalization goes down pretty quick. I yeah. think with that setup, but yeah, you know, it's uh, with all the overshadowing. Yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, Hank kind of dealt a bad hand there with the COVID nineteen stuff. Just from appearance standpoint, I mean, not yeah. able to go to have an appearance at a Bass Pro Shop or wherever you want to go right. to. Just from COVID nineteen, nobody can get. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, he is still the classic champion. Mike, can I weigh in here for a second? Yeah. Oh, wow. I hear a voice. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just, with, with, with respect to Hank, you're right. And I see that like, you can't do the appearances and that does stink. And, um, but man, you know what, you know, what usually happens after a major win is they have another tournament and then you have another winner. Yeah. Uh, there's no new winners. It's right. still Hank, you know, still Hank. Yeah. So, so, you know, barring the fact that he's dealing with a pandemic like we've never seen before in the history of the world, you know, um, and that, that that's a tough thing to compete against. Yeah. But I, I think, uh, you know, he does have some, you know, maybe there's something he could do in this time, you know, because there are no other tournament winners, probably won't be for another month or two. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, and a lot of it too, Pete, is what the what the champion wants to do, you know, and and – uh, I, I'll, 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 I'll throw it to Takahiro because I, I know this story because I was there. I, I witnessed this, you know. Um, yeah. Takahiro won in 2004. And, I, and in, in, the, in the classic world, you know, the previous year's champion hands the trophy over, right? 
And I remember handing that trophy to Takahiro on stage. I give it to the next guy, you know, and, and you pass it on to the next champion. And I remember talking to Takahiro um, in private after his win, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, Takahiro, I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, you know, awesome win. Like, this is so big. This is such a big thing for you. It's such a big thing for the sport. I said, you're the first international champion for a, a classic title, for, for a national championship event. You have the world at, at your feet. You need to run with this. You need to work. You need, and I remember I'm, I'm giving him this big speech, and he stops me. And he says, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, Mike, I just want to fish. I don't, you know, he didn't want to do any of that other stuff. You know, and and Talk Heroes win, still people remember it and people adore that win, but he didn't do anything with it. He didn't push it further. You know, he didn't want to. You know, you take a guy like Woo Daves, whose win might not have been as sexy, uh, or take a guy like Randy Howe when he won yeah. Gunnersville. Those guys worked their asses off yeah. and they pushed and they promoted. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, the, the sad thing about Hank is I, even if he wants to, I just don't think those opportunities are there to push right. to push it, you know? I know. I'm like, Wu took off an entire year. He did. Just to promote his win. He, he stopped fishing tournaments. He did. And he made a sneaker called the Wu Shoe. Dr. Hero went to watch a Formula dish. One uh, race. Hey, Mike. Mike, you said Takahiro was the first international? Takahiro was the first international classic champ. Am I correct or am I not Cause, correct? Because I thought Lex Luger was the first intercontinental champion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. That is correct. Sorry. You're the winner that I give correct. back tonight, Dave. Oh, Thank you. Rich, do we have that winner? Yes, we do. Uh, the winner of the trivia question was CJ Mancino that came in at 844. I just now put it through because I was holding on to the answer, but CJ Mancino was the winner of the trivia question with Aaron Britt. Yeah, Aaron Britt. That's right. First Another FLW tour guy. Yes. MMA fighter on Ike Live and also the only Ike Live guest to partake in a double knockout. Wow, that we're aware of. One and only MMA fight. Wow. So, CJ Mancino, you are the winner. Congratulations. You won a world renowned Ike Live gift. Bag. There you go. And Dave Brodzik, <laughs> little did you know, CJ Mancino is the guinea in the boat that tried running you over on the Delaware River. <laughs> I, I thought so. I, I thought, see, I thought I heard someone calling Petey Papini, but maybe they were saying CJ Mancino. Uh. I really didn't know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, Brad, I want to keep going. So, uh, talk to me a little bit about. Give me an update on on FLW. What's hot? What's changing? There's a lot of big changes going on in the sport. Obviously in bass and MLF and and of course over on FLW. What's what's hot in FLW? What are some of the changes guys can see here in the next couple months? Oh gosh, where do I begin? Um, let's see. So we I'm going to call it phase two. We've had our first of three events on. Uh, Harris Chain, Sam Rayburn, and Lake Martin. And we were scheduled to have four more events. And we pretty much had to change the whole second half of our season just due to the fact of 
places not being able to have permits for tournaments or states not being opened up enough for us to go to. So yeah. they changed our schedule to going to Chickamauga, Lacrosse, and Detroit River just later on in the year. It's all been pushed way back to the summer. And we will be having the addition of MLF anglers. Uh, Bass Pro Tour guys are going to be able to fish the event. So I, wow. I view that as a good thing. MLF's going to kick in a bunch of money and for having these super tournaments. So that's uh, that's going to be something new and exciting, I think, for the fishing world to get to watch the second part of the Wow. Very, very, very interesting. So so the remainder of the season, which are four four more events? Uh, we're going to have three, just three, three events. Okay. Yeah, so we were just a schedule crunch with the championship that we had to get it in. It was just not really possible to have four events for us. Gotcha. Okay, so three more events with the addition – of of major league fishing you guys yeah wow you know, the okay, first that's events on like chickamauga in june so uh maybe kevin will let you be part of the community this year <laughs> <laughs> wow maybe you guys get that worked out maybe before blast off on day one <laughs> wow <laughs> that's interesting now how will it work with and, and i'm an mlf guy and i don't know the specifics of any of this how will it work with points will the mlf guys compete with points or will it be just for monetary standings or yeah, it's just monetary that? no points for any of the bass pro tour guys just it'll just the flw tour guys will uh, continue collecting points and really it'll be business as usual just the addition of the finance so my entry fee goes down and my payout goes up so that to me that's a that's a win-win wow okay let me, let me ask this question uh brad there now the point their points don't count but do they get in the way of you acquiring points? In other words, if you finish 20th place, but you have all the MLF guys in front of you, do you get first place points? Yes. Yeah, you would get first place points. So they're, they're, yeah, they're being completely taken out of the points draw. Yeah, just strictly finances. And that's, uh, you know, we're all dealt a pretty difficult card here. Everybody's changes. We're just, it's trying to make the, the best of both opportunities for Bass Pro Tour guys and FLW guys. Whereas we may have some drop off on the tour. Some people may not be able to, to fish the rest of the year from, you know, a job constriction or, or time or who knows what else. So if that presents itself, now our field will remain high enough with the addition of the Bass Pro Tour guys to still have a pretty decent payout, hopefully. But that's what's being presented to us on, on paper as of now. So I, uh, everything's kind of a moving target right now. And I'm, I'm sure it's a tough job for those folks to have to figure out how to make all this stuff work. And that's from bass, you know, MLF and FLW. It's a, it's a job I wouldn't want to have to do to schedule all this stuff. Yeah. It's gotta Especially be a nightmare. The, uh, the, the sites, the locations right. are probably very dependent upon, you know, people coming to watch, you know, that, that funding that the the cities you know put out there right. are dependent upon that. So that 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 may change how much they're able to contribute. Sure, I, who knows how that's going to change things? Right, I know, and that's uh, that's why it kind of is just a moving target, really, for, for predicting anything. I mean, our championship is going to be in August this year in New York. I mean, what's that looking like closer to time? We, we right now thinking about going to New York to bass fish to me is. Here in May, thinking about it in August, hopefully everything will be good. But what about if you want to go pre-fish sometime in June with all this time off that we've had? It'd be nice to be able to go to some places to pre-fish around, but you're really not able hey. to because of the restrictions. Hey, guys, I got a question. I have a question. How come they didn't just move everything to Mexico? 
You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they don't even get it down there. You don't even hear about Corona in Mexico, you know? <laughs> because <laughs> they're afraid everybody will have their heads cut off, Dave. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You don't hear about COVID-19, SARS COVID-19 in Mexico. They're not catching it. No, as soon as someone has it, they cut their head off. Their own Mexico. Oh, I mean, well, you know, move, move it to them big bodies of water down there, man. Yeah. All right. Now, be more than happy to have everybody. How is the like Falcon for the championship? You heard it here. Where are New Yorkers are you going? Uh, the St. Lawrence River for the championship. Oh wow. Ooh, that's a good one. That, that'll be a great so place. MLFers wouldn't be a part of the championship. That's correct. Hmm. Yeah, this is just an addition to uh, gives the Bass Pro Tour guys some. Financial opportunities. Dining room light on. Are you hearing, uh, Brad? Are you, are you? I mean, I hear that your opinion on it. You like the, you know, there's going to be more money for you to win. You don't care. They're not affecting your points. Are some of the other FLW guys like, hey man, that's that's not fair. We didn't sign up for having the MLF guys in our derby. Yeah. Well, well I, I definitely um, when it first was brought to our attention and just an, as an option for us to kick around to talk to our guys about. Yeah, there were some concerns that were brought up and some questions, but overall, I, I didn't really – wasn't dealt with any negatives, really. I think everybody was pretty positive about it. For the most part, you know, over the last couple of years on the FLW side especially, everything's been in kind of some limbo or, or like a cloud over your head with the MLS going to buy FLW. We all know the rumors. And I think at this point in time, there's just been so much drama and bass fishing. Everybody's just over it and just ready to go fishing, man. Just give us a date. Tell us what we owe. Where's it going to be at? And we'll show up and fish, man. All the, I'm just tired of all the drama and all that stuff. Just Let's roll. Yeah, I can tell you this, though. And, again, I'm not, I'm not an FLW tour guy, and, you know, I, I can't speak for him. But this year when they announced that Dudley and Thrift were coming over, I was like, fuck that! <laughs> yeah, we don't want them guys over here. And that's two guys. <laughs> so I can't imagine, you know – 20, 30, 40, 50 MLF guys coming over. I don't know. Maybe, maybe oh, I'm wrong. Me, I, I fished against most all those guys my whole life anyway. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those guys that got their start at FLW. I've been doing it for over a decade now. And, and you look up the list of Bass Pro, I've competed against 90% of them. And the only ones I haven't are the ones that have been lifetime Bass guys. For me, it's not anything different than what I've done my whole life. So, yeah. It's no big deal. Is it, most everybody else kind of feels the same way. Is is it true that uh, that I've heard this rumor that the uh, the Ike Live staff is going to get invites to the remaining FLW? <laughs> hey, hey, it's uh, it's Sunday. No telling what might happen by Monday. <laughs> Pete, no telling. If, it's a long time till June. If they all put up the five grand, I'm sure so they I'm would take. I know, I know you're ready, Riz. <laughs> get that money. I just put five thousand up. Well, you can get right on in there. <laughs> a little old five grand. Uh, that'll be interesting. It'll be. Uh, I'm curious to see how that plays out. I'd be curious to see how many of the 80 guys accept, you know, that invitation to come over. And right. I'll, I'll, I'd be curious to see how that how that all plays out. Um, Mike, oh, Are you I'm curious to see invitation? what you would think. Oh, I well, I I can tell you right now, and this is Ike Live, and and you know the rule of Ike Live <laughs> is that you got to be honest, you know, uh, on this on this show. On this shit, I will not be fishing those events. Uh, and, and again, you know, that's th for, from from a personal standpoint. Uh, I won't be fishing the FLW events, you know. 
Uh, but but I can see where guys from MLF, you know, need to fish and want to fish, and and will take that opportunity. But uh, but I but I won't be one of those guys. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Um, I, I I'd be curious at the number. You know, I'd I'd, I'd be yeah. curious when they announce how many guys come over and 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 all that. It'll be interesting to see that. But uh, okay, Mike, I'm going to put you on the spot a yeah. little bit more. Why aren't you going to be fishing? Is it because of the travel? Is it because of the payouts or complications? Or can you can you expand on it for? Yeah, it? I mean, there's a lot of re- there's not one reason. There's a lot of reasons. Uh, I would say one of the reasons is I one of the reasons I'm fishing MLF is um, you know we had the ability to have a a, a voice and a say, and one mm-hmm. of the things we decided in our circuit was to fish events with no entry fees. Um, and I'm done paying entry fees. So, you know, to, to now halfway through the season to ask me for $15,000 to pay entry fees, I don't think that's correct. It's not the model that I want to go down. Uh, the second part of that would be my sponsor obligations. My sponsors never expected me to fish FLW, nor do they want me to fish FLW. So, uh, you know, so that would be part of it you know, is my sponsor obligations and, and what they need and want from me, you know, um, mm-hmm. that would be another one. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot, but I'd say those, it's those nice are being two, home too, right? Two, it's nice being home. You know, yeah. I, I'd say that's part of it. Um, man, I hear you. Cause once you go to no entry fees, how do you ever go back? Right. How do you ever go back? And and here's the other side of that, Pete, is that that was groundbreaking what Major League Fishing did. It was for it the was. sport, it it shot mm-hmm. them into the future as as what the sport should be. But what will happen next year? Right? The, what what's the reality of this? And and I, I can't speak for MLF, I can't speak for FLW or Bass, but I, I'm I'm assuming things are gonna get a lot tougher. Right in 2021, will there be no entry fees in 2021? And if there if there are entry fees in 2021, how does that affect the contract that all 80 guys signed with Major League Fishing? Right, they're under contract to fish for three years. But if things are changing like this, how does that affect that contract? You know, I I don't sure. know. There are a lot of lot of great questions, and I don't I don't know that we know all the answers right now. You know, but I'd I'd be really disappointed and sad if we go back to entry fees in Major League Fishing because I think that was a huge advancement in the sport. You know, huge advancement. Yeah, I, I think, in, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but we we do see a lot of companies that are completely, you know, th- they're killing their marketing budgets, which is their sponsorships of major tournament trails, advertising TV shows, and all that stuff. They're they're turning that funnel off. How long is that going to last? Is that going to go through 2021? Other companies, they're they're actually killing it during this period. And you know, will they be able to step up and 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 make up the difference? It's a lot of lot of unknowns for sure yeah. going going forward. There, um, but you know, we 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 do all love to fish, man. I the interesting thing is, I think. Uh, and I've said this before on the show, but Ray Scott said it. He said, when when the economy goes down, more fishing licenses are sold. Yep. And 
and that that's the bottom line. That's the beginning, the building blocks of our entire sport. Right. So uh, I, yeah. I see people all the time getting out there and, and fishing and coming back to fishing during this time. Um, and, you know, that 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 fills me with some optimism that 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 things could be uh, not quite as bad as as, you know, we think they might be next yeah. year. I'd agree. Uh, let me remind everybody watching and listening right now, if you've got a question about anything you're hearing, if you have a comment, please hit us up on the IM. Uh, Riz will get it through. If you've got a question for Brad, uh, please hit us up. And if you've got a question about all this FLW, MLF stuff that's happening, uh, hit us up as well. While we're talking about truth, and, uh -oh. and I said, you know, I, I, you heard me say that you're on Ike Live. You've got to tell the truth. Brad, we've got a couple – uh, Brian DeCarpenter is really good at digging up stuff yeah. on people. Uh, and we have a couple things that we have to ask you, and we do need the absolute truth from you. Um, okay. And the one note that I'm seeing here, and I've got like uh, 100 pages of notes here, the one note that I'm seeing is that, Brad, you have a some kind of special, unique, personal relationship with Wesley Strader's horse. Do you want to talk with about what? that? This is interesting to me because I've had I've heard this before. We've had we've had the same comment on my notes before, but it's always been like a sister or a cousin or an aunt. But this is a a horse, and Wesley Strader's horse makes it even worse. Instead of regular horse, it's Wesley Strader's horse. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this. Uh, let's see. I won't lie. About it. We're going to have to have certain parts of the story we just ain't going to be able to talk about. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Wesley Strader is one of my best friends in the whole world. He lives about 30 minutes down the street from me. And during the Chickamauga event last year, I parked my camper in his driveway just to make the commuter a little bit closer to the boat ramp. Yeah. And subsequently, hit the fence to the horse is right there. So I had my little chair out after the tournament was over and the horse kept hanging out. So we just – we just stayed late in the night. There was a – I took a picture of the selfie trying to ride the horse to this field. It was a, not a celebration. We'll just put it that way. I don't really know what we were celebrating, but <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of awesome. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. I, I, I'll tell you, I've had, I've had some stays in tournaments, Brian DeCarpenter, where I've, I've stayed with <laughs> near or with animals Yes. myself. Uh, Special bond. There is a special bond that happens. Yeah. There is. I, I I had horses at Orange, Texas, a few years ago. At the, it's hard to find a place in Orange, Texas. I found this little like boarding house. And I stayed sort of near horses, and then I had a special relationship with a donkey over <laughs> over at uh over at <laughs> Tijuana. It was a tournament on Pickwick, but we were staying up on Wilson. <laughs> donkey, stayed at the house with us. <laughs> what was the nature of this relationship? Motherfucker, oh, he made some weird noises. <laughs> I can relate to it, Brad. I can relate to it, man. Hey, man, Wesley's horse will smoke a victory cigar like nobody's been. <laughs> 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 now see this is bringing that's a up, good horse no, this is a good horse this is bringing up the part of the tournament scene that i'll miss honestly yeah. like yeah oh yeah the, the competition and the trophies and all that it's cool man yeah. i want to win and I, I like all that 
But the travel, dude, yeah. the stuff. Brad, you got to admit, you, you travel a lot with a camper as well. You've been doing it since you've been, you've been in it 12 years or longer, you know, even on the front side of that qualifying. Yeah. I, I mean, you see some crazy stuff. Isn't that a cool part oh, of the God. sport? Oh, it's, it's, the, it's the best time. And that's the cool thing about bass fishing. Aside from the tournament trail, it's like a brotherhood. And we've all yeah. got the cliques that we like to hang out with and run around. But, you know, you're really almost a family out there. And it's you're on the road so much. You see each other and you can do things off the water together. Some of my best friends in the whole world I've met, you know, bass fishing like yeah. that. So it's the stories you can tell and get together about. It's, it's amazing. So yeah, that's one of my favorite parts about it. Yeah. Just the relationships I've made and, and made some of my best friends that way. Yeah, that that will honestly, you know, when I'm done with the competitive side of it, that will be the part that I miss the most. You know, will be the will be the traveling and hanging out with guys, and horses, and horses and donkeys. <laughs> uh, hey, that's not Wesley's horse. That's Wesley's wife's horse. So maybe nobody tell her about any of that. Stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to get red fired up. Oh man! <laughs> but now, hey, hey, Brad, it's Dave. I got a question for you. So, like. You had a similar night <laughs> like you did with the horse with a reporter, and you were talking about, like, secret underwater portals that the bass hide in. Oh! In some lake. I don't know anything. What were you talking? Like, they were hiding underneath the, like, spring holes or something like that? Oh, Dave. So Dave's like night. a reporter over here. I think that, uh, and this is conversations that I've had with some of my buddies. I, we had, like, springs are notorious on the Tennessee River. Right? We all fish them on some of the bars and, and back channel places. But uh, there's a place close to my house called the Lost Sea. And basically, it's just a big underwater cave. It's got a lot of trout in it and stuff. And I just have these visions of these springs leading to these huge underwater bass caves that has giant bass swimming around in them waiting to be discovered. Or you may not even be able to access them. I don't have any idea. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you and uh, Wesley's wife, Horse, come to that conclusion? Or how that all happen? No, no, no. no that's good. <laughs> <laughs> i believe i believe i have theories like that on certain places yeah i, I have theories like that certain Pete lusick i'm gonna call you to the plate on this do you believe that lake champlain has places like that uh, do you believe lake champlain has areas of the lake where fish can refuge and and these fish have never seen a bait before do you believe that i i i do believe that that lake's 150 go. miles long there you go you know, yeah, and, and they're it's, magical it's, places. It's hundreds of feet deep. Right, there's some secrets out there yet to be discovered. Magical secrets. There is, yes, sir. Magic bass world, baby. Magic bass world, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Maybe, maybe they're connected to the caves in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Magical all, all controlled, all controlled by mental telepathy from the the wife's horse. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm thinking Wesley of a TV says he show hates horses. Right exactly. yeah, a magical Brad? TV show. Yeah. He probably does. He probably hates having to feed them all the time. I have to give them water and require a lot of work. I'd hate them so too. The horses, so the horses aren't Wesley's. They they belong to his wife. That's correct. Yep. Okay. The horses only eat grass. So you, there's us, <laughs> you feed them corn. Like what else do you feed a horse? I did. I don't have any horses. <laughs> down there, you know, you, you, I don't know anybody who owns a horse. You know, for you know, probably a few people. I don't know. I, I didn't feed more than grass. That's all. <laughs> I guess. Uh, that one. Dave, you can feed them hot what, dogs. Whatever they eat, Wesley doesn't like it. He was. We, we just did the bucket list with Wesley. Episode two is release is going to be released, and uh, but he talks about he talks about his hatred of the horses. <laughs> Man, really? 
Man, I don't want nothing to do with those things. Wow. Some people feed them like weed and stuff like that. Yeah, they, well, they eat grass. They smoke grass. Well, <laughs> grass corn husk over the fence and I ate those pretty quick. So that's all <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, down there in Tennessee, hot box and Mr. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, Riz, what do we got coming through the IM? We have anything good? We have any any questions uh, coming through for Brad? Do we have anything about FLW, MLF, Bass? What do we got coming through? Um, yeah, the the message board in general. Uh, the the consensus is that they're on the same page as you, Mike. Honestly, that that if if MLF said that there was going to be no entry fees, that that there there should there shouldn't be entry fees. Um, and uh, Arizona Justin specifically wants to know if they're going to go back on that. Are they breaking any kind of contracts with uh, with the entry fees? You know, well, well, this year the FLW events, super tournaments, uh, I think they're called, are it's optional, right? So you don't have to fish them, right? So I'm making the decision not to. Um, some guys will fish them, so that's I think that falls under contract. But if next year. If in 2021 they ask guys for entry fees and it's not voted upon by the anglers, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I guess we're going to find out, you know. Uh, the big thing in the sport, and, and I'll, I'll bring this, Brad, I'll bring this back to you, is that I said this before and I'll say it again, is that I think there was a big missed opportunity when all this happened a year ago, right? When MLF announced a full circuit and BASS was, you know, vying for their position and FLW was trying to keep guys. There was this time in the sport where the pros had an opportunity to bond together as professional anglers. And the problem is we couldn't do it as a body, Right there, are three. If if you if you say the numbers, three hundred professional anglers, you couldn't get more than fifty guys to agree on on one thing, and and it was a missed opportunity in the sport. And so MLF guys went their way, FLW guys went their way, and Bass guys went their way, and you just sort of you know just sort of fragmented the body of anglers. You know, I I look back on that time, and I wish I wish we would have been able to to get together. As an organization, and Brad, I know we were we were privy to a few emails that went around where guys were trying to organize and uh, as, as a as a group of anglers, and it just never happened. Do you have any regret about that not happening back then? Well, I, I, I definitely agree with everything you said, and it was one hundred percent the time to have it happen. And uh, it was a little bit disappointing not to see kind of everybody band together. And, and I don't I don't know what the exact term to be looking for. Almost uh, like a, a some type of, of board that you could go to that would represent all the professional anglers, right? Like, yeah, I think it's a joke that we don't have health insurance that we can go to as professional anglers yep. or, or any kind of retirement fund. That's that's if we're truly professionals, right? I mean, aside from all the entry fee and rules and rate, I mean, just there's not some type of sanctioned organized deal for the anglers to be a part of. Yeah. I think is, is, you know, and I'm amazed it's taken this long to even get close enough to make it try to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think MLF is making some steps in the right direction with that stuff. But again, it's it's for MLF anglers. It right. needs to get to a point where, you know, there's a body governing 
you know, all that stuff. And and it would be it would be a really really good thing. But uh, who knows? Who knows? It 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 could happen. You never know. Uh, Maybe. I I can tell you this. I'm uh, I, I'm happy to finally get you on the show. Um, and and Brad, I know it's 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 been uh, it's been a little bit uh, since we fished again. But I'm excited to get back out there. I'm excited to see you get back out there and compete. Is there any tournament coming up out of these couple that are ahead of you that you're looking forward to the most, and you and you're looking forward to winning? Uh, not really, in, in particular. The Chickamauga event's close to my home. I've got a lot of experience there, so anytime you're going there, that's good. Uh, Lacrosse, I've been there one time, and Detroit River. I'm probably looking forward to Detroit the most, just because of smallmouth fishing. Get up north. That's a treat for any of the guys in the south. Yeah. Not only from the weather break, but just the fishing's incredible there as well. So. Yeah. Also, I'm fishing all the bass opens, and uh, looking forward to getting those deals cranked back up as well. Get Ooh. back to compete. It'll be nice. When is that first open? What, what's happening over at Bass? Have they canceled events? Are they shortening seasons? What are uh, they doing over there? No, they're not going to cancel any events. Uh, everything has been rescheduled, and they've handled everything extremely well as far as communication. Everything's been extremely professional there with dealing with all the open guys. So I've been very impressed with how they've handled themselves. And if they were talking about rescheduling a date, they got it on an early and had you an option for a date like Cherokee was – going to be this spring and it gets rescheduled to the fall they had a date there you know so we're going to be there in october and the same with the arkansas river that's the next event that we're going to be there in june and if we're not able to go with that one we've already got a rescheduled date there as well so june i think it's actually the week prior to the chickamauga tournament so middle like second week of june is when we'll be at arkansas hopefully everything by then is, is settled down enough and we'll be able to get that event in. okay but they're doing a really good job of guys that are trying to get qualified for the Elite Series. They know that the Opens is the path, obviously, to do that, and they want to put on the events that they promised everybody. Don't want to shorten change anyone, so hats off to them for you know all the work they've done as well. Yeah. How are they handling the uh, the boater co-angler situation in the Opens? I haven't um, – I don't know. I don't know any of the details about that. I haven't asked. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a, tough, uh, it's a tough time. It's tough to – try to reschedule and juggle all this stuff. And I think, you know, we, we talked a lot about MLF, FLW, Bass tonight, and I think the bottom line is they're all trying to do their best, you know, to, to deal with what's going on and, and reschedule. So uh, it's a job that I wouldn't want to have, you know, so that I think they're doing the best they can, and that's all you can say about it. So, uh, Brad, I can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. Uh, I, I I wish you uh, safety, you know, during this time. I hope you and the family stay safe and uh, excited to see you back out there competing, hopefully in, in a month or so. All right, guys. I appreciate you all having me on. Thank you very much. You got it. Brad Knight, everybody. Thanks, Brad. Welcome, yes. Brad. I liked it. I like this Zoom. I like the Zoom uh, versus <laughs> the uh, Skype. It's pretty good. What do you think? I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out, but I yeah. like it a lot. I like it a lot, too. <laughs> Do we still have the Brady Bunch on, or are they gone? No, we got them. Oh, the Brady Bunch there. Uh, Dave. Here. Dave Brodzik. Dave's asleep. Yo. Do you know how many cell phone pictures Brian's taken of you lounged back like that while we're, while we're talking? That's all right. What he doesn't know is I took a picture of his horrible kneecap when we were driving down to Alabama that I'm just waiting to release to everybody. Else. <laughs> <laughs> his kneecap. Brian's kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> that, knee, that, knee, 
My I kneecap did... looks like a softball was glued in the middle of a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I gotta see. Can you post? Uh, that sounds like an Ike Live post, Riz. No, I'm safe because I'm waiting for him to be a smart dick. Yeah, send one picture of me relaxing there, Brian. Oh, Everyone I don't have to send them. I post them all over social media, and you'll never see them. Just the rest of the world. <laughs> okay. All right, we got a couple. We got a couple <laughs> more things to take care of, but I did want to. I'm glad you brought that up, Dave. Uh, uh, not Brian's knee, but the classic. <laughs> uh, I did want to get everybody's opinion on the classic real quick, too. And uh, Riz, start with you. Bassmaster Classic happened before all this madness, like right on the front side of all this crazy shit. What were your What were your thoughts of the Bassmaster Classic? We were there with Ike Live, of course, with Bass University, Ike Foundation representing. What did you think about the classic? I, I love it. Um I think uh, I think that it was a it was a it was a great event. I mean, we always have a a great time um, with everything that goes on down there. Ton of stuff going on with Bashu and Ike Live. Um, but as far as the classic goes, it, it did kind of appear from the outside looking in that the the attendance inside the arena was down a little bit. Um, but it seemed like in the uh, in the venue there that we were at all the time it seemed like the traffic was good and there was a lot of people coming through yeah um, i know from a from a personal standpoint like it it was it was cool you know it, it's kind of scary to think about the fact that we literally shook thousands of hands yeah at the classic uh just days in advance just days before everything was going on yeah. with this um but you know the hustle the bustle the grind of it all the, the you know the lack of sleep I love it. Let's yeah. go back. Let's do it again. I wish iCast was still happening. Yeah, yeah, what the hell? Yeah. And that was your last chance to utilize Tinder effectively, so that was good, Riz. Uh, Dave. <laughs> no, that wasn't a Tinder deal, actually. Oh. Like, Dave, Dave, can, Dave can attest to this, right? So, first night, we get there, we're sleep-deprived, sleep everything, and I'm wearing, I'm wearing a, a black AFCO jacket that smells like crappie. And my jacket was sitting on the back of this chair. <laughs> and, and you know, a couple lovely ladies sat down there. And I think the aroma of the crappie is what is what lured them in. Wow. Out with us. So, the crappie. Country girls. Yeah. Yeah. Country girl. Texas. Well, I hope she's not watching. But wow. uh, next up, Dave, how was your classic, Dave? <laughs> that, yeah. Dave Brodzik, let's go to you. How, how was the Bass Match Classic? Was that your first classic, by the way? Yeah, that was my first classic. Am I still mute myself? Nah, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that was the first one. Um, so, for me, it was a little bit different. You know, I, um, I did, you know, I did. I wasn't really at the booth. Hey, how you doing, Jack? I think she's upstairs. Yeah. Now, don't worry about it. Sorry, guys. Jackie just came home to get the baby. Um, so, like. I got to hang out with Mike because my job was to keep Mike on schedule, going from sponsor obligation to sponsor obligation. And for me, the first time since you've been a pro, Mike, I've told you, so I'll tell you people, I got to actually watch you interact with thousands of people. And that was kind of neat, kind of neat watching kids stand in line for 45 minutes to an hour and even grown men just to tell you a story about a three pounder got off. You know, like, yeah, it was just, it was, it was really, it was really cool to see him. It's cool to you treat every story like it, like you know, like like it mattered because you knew it mattered to them. You know, I'm sure it mattered to you too. But you know, I'm a cynical old man, but uh, you know, as as for 
you know, we didn't get to see any of the weigh-ins or anything like that. So you experienced the arena. But, you know, the spectacle, you know, and uh, I don't know if I ever need to do another one again. But, you know, it was fun. I, I appreciate you guys. Bringing now, me. why the hell you got to say that? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. I don't think I'll ever do it again. Come on, Dave. Uh, I, I did. I, I didn't even see you, Brian. You acted like you had a second family. Like, what are guys that have a second family? You know, I didn't <laughs> My ass off when I went time. to bed. That's what I'm saying. It isn't like we piled around. Like, you know, a second it's family. I'm like, uh, oh, sorry, Dave. I'll yeah, like, like, like he's having two Christmases, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that ain't right. I went to bed, bro. <laughs> All right. Now, no. now, Pete, does the classic for you, does it feel like work or does it feel like a fun event for you? You know, I'm in, it's both, honestly. I mean, it, it's more work than you could ever imagine. I mean, we're rolling out. We're getting the booth set up. We got people all over the place. We came out with the biggest crew we ever had. And it was, that part was awesome because, you know, Dave, thank you. Uh, Dave was a big help for all the setting up our booth, helping us. Riz, of course, driving everything down. Brian, too. And uh, we, we had a lot of people helping uh, we had Snooky there this year. We had the the whole stray cast crew uh, pitching in in a bunch of different ways. So it's just a lot of moving parts. That was crazy. But I I love the interviews. I get to do a lot of interviews down there, and that was cool. You get to you know, there's some real highlights there. You know, talking to some veterans like Bernie Schultz and David Fritz, talking to the new guys, uh, creating new baits. You get you know so. It's so much fun. It's so much work. You get to see people, like Dave said, you know, people coming up, hey, thanking us about Ike Live. They love the show, thanking us about Bass University and what we're doing. And, I mean, I, I had one father come up to me, and uh, this, this was – I think this was the highlight of my classic um, interaction down there was uh, he came up, and, and you could tell he was, he was emotional right from the start. And, and – um, he said his, his son, uh, you know, got injured and, and couldn't play baseball or something, you know, to that effect. And his, he, he discovered fishing on the Internet and, and, you know, had no idea. You know, he was coming to his dad trying to figure out how to bass fish. Well, his dad found Bass University. And he just thanked me uh, profusely for putting that program together and all of us for doing it and, um, and how it's helped him helped him and, and him and his son learn how to bass fish and and just take that sport on. And, and it was such an emotional moment. And, and there's tons of them like that yeah. down there. So, man, it's hard work. But I, let me tell you something. You know, nothing worthwhile is is without hard work. And uh, it was it was a great event. I You know, generally speaking, the crowd was, I think, a little down, you know, because of what was going on. Uh, it's funny how, you know, you know, we're all, we were all elbow bumping and fist bumping, trying to, you know, using that hand sanitizer like crazy, but you see somebody you haven't seen in years and just these spontaneous hugs. Oh yeah. Just couldn't, yeah. You couldn't, couldn't stop it, you know? Yeah. And you didn't want to, you know? And, uh, you know, so I, I don't know. It, it was a, it was a classic classic. It was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, Birmingham's a hell of a city. Birmingham, Birmingham's a good city. It was. I thought it was a good tournament. Yeah, compared to what Beirut? Beirut compared to Beirut, yeah. I would say it's a good tournament. 
Jeez. No, but it's funny because in the in the airport, we're in the Philly airport. We're all heading down to go down, Pete. And I remember we're all talking and we're like, you know, strategizing how we're going to deal with this because COVID was it was in the air, but it wasn't yeah. to the severity it was now, right? That's right. And, uh, you know, we're all sitting down. We're like, all right, a lot of hand sanitizer. Wash your hands constantly. We're not going to shake hands with anybody. Do fist bumps. Do elbows. This and that. And like within the first ten minutes of the show, that was all out the window. You yeah. know what I mean? Because when you see somebody, you yeah. know, and, and and you know, and it's just you can't stop it. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. uh, I, I think if the situation was now, it would have been different. But it all went out the window. You know, so yeah. But here's the other thing. We were positioned. Our booth was a great booth spot, by the way. I don't know who's responsible for that, but it was a great position in the, yeah. in the show. Uh, we had BU, Ike Live, Ike Foundation, right in the middle of what I consider the highway of the whole show. But yes. we were positioned near one of our sponsors, Brian Carpenter, which I thought was really cool. We were positioned near TH Marine. And they had a great display there. Right and, next door? Yes. And this is one of the products they had there. And I, I want to call you guys to the plate on this, especially Riz uh, I want, and Brian the Carpenter. I want to talk to you guys about this. And, and me. Because in quarantine, uh, for me, this has become invaluable, right? With, with no tournaments now, and basically all I'm doing now is filming content. And when I'm in my John boat or I'm in my bass boat, the Yolotech uh, filming device has been invaluable. So important to me. Riz, you want to jump in and then Brian Carpenter jump in and talk about this thing? Yolotech. Heck yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. If you are a bass fisherman or any fisherman, if you have any kind of power port on your boat, you got to get one. I mean, it's, it's this most simple product out there that can literally enable you to capture every single moment when you're out on the water you get yourself a big sd card i, I got i have a 400 that i put in and it's, it's a 400 it's one button on one button off set it and forget it i set it before i even leave the house like I, I set it in the driveway and it films me going down and all that records all day long and i got all that all that footage, all those moments, all those things that, you know, you look back on that silly stuff that, that, that you'll never, you'll, you'll never be able to replace that moment except for capturing it on film. Yeah. And these YOLO techs, man, they, they're 100% the deal. You know, they're durable. They're, they're, they're sturdy. You know, you can put it in your, in your light socket mount. It's not going to bounce out. None of that's going to happen. I mean, I love it, you know, yeah. and, and like in this in this position, like, sure, we I fish a lot, but getting content and getting stuff for for Ike Live and Bash University, that's valuable. And this thing right here, this Yolotech TH Marine Yolotech, without it, I wouldn't be able to do anything. Ain't no, so, ain't no worrying about the batteries dying. Keeps it running. No, no worrying about the batteries dying. This thing keeps it charged. It's got look. It's got different devices on the same cord. I can charge an iPhone. I can charge a Droid. I can charge a USB port. Yeah. I can do all of that off of this off of this one device. It's the bomb. So I'm just, it's it's the deal. You got to get it. Mike it's the drop. bomb. And yeah, you so, can capture uh, your cell phone going into the Chesapeake Bay. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That happened last year. Dropped the phone in the bay. I mean, the moments that I've gotten on this thing, it's it, it's awesome. You know, it's just yeah. it, it's unbelievable. Like, you know, I was fishing with 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 a buddy not too long ago, and he caught the biggest fish he's ever caught in his life. And just being able to capture that moment and and get that get that video to him, it's like it's the best. That's cool. Well, you know, I got I have one now. And I'm I'm so excited because all I need now is a, boat. is a power port that's attached to a boat <laughs> so that I can use it. <laughs> that's so, next. Yeah, so like like you see here, Rich, Rich has his camera hooked up to it. They have attachments where you can put. They have this Wicket LED light. You can have your camera and your light both run at the same time. There's a little attachment like this here where you can put your phone on there. And then plug your phone in, keep your phone charging, keep your phone running. Good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Yep. Yeah, it's good stuff. Check it out of TH Marine. It's it's been awesome. It's been awesome for me. Like I, Riz hit it on the head. I I turn it on. I leave it. I just leave it run. It's it's awesome. I captured so much good stuff uh, in the last four to six weeks on that on that deal. So check it out. That's a TH Marine product. Uh, really really cool. Everything from John boats to bass boats. Uh, Brian Carpenter, let's go ahead and do this before we end the show. We got yeah, a. We got a. So, everybody, like and share on Facebook. Oh, yeah, like we're and gonna, share. We're going to announce a winner in a couple minutes. Oh, yeah, Riz, like and share. We're going to announce this winner, this amazing Ike Live gift bag, 20 pounds at least, doing curls with this. Yeah. So a lot of, lot of weight there. Dave's going to be snoring any minute. Dave's going to be snoring. Uh, let's go ahead and do a live Stop, unboxing uh, mystery tackle box. This is the Pro Box. We're going to go ahead and unbox this one. I'm going to pass it to Brian. I also think Brian. I think Pete has a box as well. Is that correct, Pete? Quack, quack. I have one. Okay, Pete's going to do a little unboxing too. too. This is a great thing about Zoom. I don't have a pen over this. Can't take fuck. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Why? Why you're opening it, Mike? Let me tell you something about one of our other sponsors. I, uh, we, you know, you got to order everything online, and uh -huh. I've been, uh, you know, I ran. I had to order some soap. Yeah. And we were about to order from, you know, supermarket and do stuff. And I'm, I went through the Ike Live page and took advantage of the discount code, got myself a bundle of Dr. Squatch, and uh, I'm loving it, you know. This uh, yeah, it's amazing. Me and Jake love it. Uh, he's got one in his bathroom. I use, I use the rum in my bathroom. It's my favorite. Bay rum. And, uh, Rum's your favorite? Bay rum. Is that, it is. It is the best. What's it called? Like rum. Bay, Bay rum. Bay rum is good. Rum. That's the juice, man. Pine the crisp juice. IPA. You guys probably all going to like that one. This nautical sage is pretty awesome too. So uh, I'm all stocked up on Doctor Squat, courtesy of Ike Lot. That's awesome. All right. So I just. What's your favorite part to wash? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> All right, so listen to me. Listen to the me. The dirty parts. I just opened up this mystery tackle box. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again, Pete. I know I sound like a broken record, but the thing I love about mystery tackle box is when I open it, I look for the stuff that is, like, off the wall. And, like, I look for stuff that I'm like, I would never buy that. Now, Dave Brodzik, pay attention to this because this is something I think you would have threw back in the 80s right here. This is a lure called the motorboat, the motorboat. by 13 Fishing. Okay, now listen, 13 Fishing made rods and reels. 
And now they're making baits, which I can't even believe. But listen, this is a fluke-style body. All right, Dave, try, try to pay attention to this, Brodzik. It's a fluke-style body. It's already got the hook in it. It's got like a 4 out extra wide gap hook. And where the fluke tail would be, there's a screw-in buzz bait buzzer. Just just oh, the wow. blade to a buzz bait. So, you know, like a normal buzz bait, the blade's in the front. But this one, the motorboat, it's a fluke with the buzz bait on the tail. Look at that. Dude, that's that's kind of weird. That's kind of wild. Got to throw it, man. Seriously, right? Got to throw that. Have you thrown it? Not yet, but I got one. It's crazy looking. I'm, 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 I'm excited to throw that. All I right. just want to see what it'll do. All right. So, again, a testament to Mr. Tacklebox putting stuff in your hands oh. that you normally wouldn't even think of. And I like I like this thing. I like it. It's such a subtle little thing. Subtle yeah. top order. Yeah. Dude, by the way, real quick, to depart from that. I had striper busting all around the boat last night, breaking the surface, and I could see what they were popping on, like one, two-inch little, maybe three-inch little uh, glass glass minnows of some sort. I put on a popper because they're busting the surface. They would not touch it. Popper's right there. What is that? Match the hatch, baby. They just They just got locked on a certain something for like 20 minutes or so. And they wouldn't touch anything else. Once that settled down, then I could start getting bites. But, God, frustrating. Hey, Brian, how, how big are those stripers? Are, are they little bank runners or are they, are they bigger than that? <laughs> Everywhere from 9 to about 22 inches, 24 inches. Okay. You know, there was, there was a pocket of them that were that 24, and I think there were some upwards of 20, 28, 30 that were busting nice. early on. And it, I got one of them, and then um, and then there was you know certain schools of them that were like you could tell they were just you know little twelve fourteen inches. Nice, but it's still fun, man. I'm just so, yeah. something new I to learn. Down. Something new to learn. Kind of getting bored of bass fishing. I was like, all right, yeah, let me skip a two pounder across the surface. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like all right, he's in. All right, Brian Carpenter, what do you got in your box? Over here? I, I opened up this here. Lunker Hunt's core strength. Ooh. Right there. Looks like a Nico rig worm to me. Yeah. So huh. I opened it up and I, I had to smell it, dude. Dude, tell me this doesn't smell like the original power bait. The original power bait. Ooh. The one that was actually really, really good. It does. It smells like the original power bait. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. that's the such a soothing one, smell. That was the one that they had in their wow. gullet every time. Yeah. So it's a little interesting. Kind of like a hand pour. I wonder if they got a black shark tail, Dave. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right, Pete Klusik, what do you got in your box? That looks like a dog. <laughs> I got Juju with me. Do for mystery tackle box, dog. Juju <laughs> Brown. Juju <laughs> Brown. I found a really cool. Molex jig. Oh! Nano jig. Nano. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's Eric the intern shit right there. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really cool. It's got a 90-degree line tie on it as Juju hits the road. And um, it's finesse. It's a really small bait. Uh, I'm liking it. I'm liking this bait. 
unique. Very cool. There you have it. Yeah. So to finish out this box here, yeah, we got these um, vertical these these solid tubes. These been around for a while. You ever throw this, Mike? No, it's kind of cool. I like the solid tube idea, though. Yeah. Yeah. They've been around for a while. Got that. Got a got a jig here. Jiggy jig. And the some, jig is up. Some kind of top water bait. Top water bait. Some kind of hook. Hook. And some big bite bait. Some kind of flipping John. I like it. All kinds of stuff. A lot of stuff. All right, check it out. Here's the here's the gold rule. Mitch Tackle Box, good stuff in it. Unique stuff. Stuff that'll catch more fish. Give them a try. MitchTackleBox.com. All right, here we go. Let's get a uh, – we need two winners announced right here. Uh, Riz, we need a real winner. Oh, big uh, – we, We're giving away an amazing reel, and I wish we had a way to show – can we show the reel? Do we have a picture? Is there an ability to do that somewhere? Yeah, I got a picture. Let, let's let Brian bring this up real quick. Brian. Brian. Brian, show this reel real quick. Oh, my God, look at that. This is a one-of-a-kind Ike Live Abu Garcia reel. Revo reel, if I'm not mistaken. It might Dipped. Be an M might be an MGX. Dipped. Uh, totally re revamped bearings, stellar. It's going to cast a mile. Uh, beautiful, one of a kind Ike Live reel. And we have we'll announce a winner tonight, Riz. What do we got? Who do we got for this reel? Our winner for the Ike Live reel is Kevin and Angela King. Wow. Kevin and Angela King. Uh, that's a, it's a, I'm assuming it's a shared Facebook page, husband and wife. Um, Kevin and Angela King, congratulations. You're the winner of the Ike Live Real Contest. Thanks for everybody who participated. Wow. Kevin and Angela. Nice impressed. job. So, man, that's, that's awesome. awesome, man. I wonder if they're going to split why, the reel. Why, why, why do people do that? Why, uh, why do people do the, the shared page thing? What's that all about? <laughs> uh, you, know, you, know, you don't Dave, even have I an account, really Dave. Speak on that, but I'd imagine it's because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The family deal, I guess. <laughs> I think Kevin used to mow him down, and he says this is his way of acting like he did. Oh, <laughs> could be. <laughs> All right, Dave, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out though on this. So we, Dave and I, like met at this like really off the wall place, this little pond that nobody fishes. It's like a little hidey hole, and I don't know where it's at. So I'm like, I'm like, so me and Dexter, uh, me and Dave are texting. <laughs> Dexter, me and Dexter, Dexter, <laughs> me and Dexter are texting. <laughs> And I'm like, and first of all, I'm shocked that Dexter's even texting because <laughs> I didn't think he could text. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, all right. I'm like, Dex, yo, Dex. I'm like, drop me a pin on that motherfucker. And then all of a sudden, silence for like the next like couple hours. It might have been a day. And then all of a sudden, I finally see a text back. And he's like. I don't know how to drop a pin. There's a screen. It was a screenshot of a pin. <laughs> and then instead, I got a map from like the yellow pages. <laughs> 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 That's my man Dexter. Let me let me, yes. let, me let me let me let me tell you let me tell you guys that. <laughs> if I tell you, if I tell you the name of the place, the name of the street. Why do I got to send you a pin? Why don't you just get on your, your Google machine and say it? Google machine. Like I, I, sent Brian, I sent Brian a screenshot of a website he needs to go to. He's like, K 
can you send the link? I'm like, can you type it into your Google machine and figure out how to get to it? Like I said, the link. Dave, once you learn the link, once you learn the technology, you'll realize it's just as easy to send the link. I'll get you there, I buddy. Just, I'll get I you just, there. I just hold the two buttons, and then I then I hit, then I hit the, the little thing that looks like, the, and then they send it. To it's you. there, bud. <laughs> I got you. All right. On the opposite end of the spectrum, guys and fans of Mike Live that know how to use technology and watch tonight on Facebook, we had a like and share contest tonight on Facebook. Riz, do we have a winner, or are we going to pick that later? We do. We have a we have a winner of the like and share contest for the world globally renowned Ike Live gift bag. Twenty pounds. Tyler Nolan. Tyler Nolan. Tyler Nolan. You are the winner. Nice. Well, good deal, Tyler Nolan. Congratulations, you won. Uh, you're gonna love that gift pack. It's gonna be loaded with stuff. Um. Let's let's uh let's wrap this show up. I think it was it was good. It was a good show. First it's good show to back. Get back dude. It's I like it. It's it's good to go back. Yeah. There was there was some gold guys, that came from this show. <laughs> Dave lounged out most of the show. I think was very entertaining. Dave, your cell service was better outside. Oh uh, really? Yeah. Which means <laughs> yeah. you got to connect to your Wi-Fi in your house. We'll talk about that too. In the next, can, you me, can, you me, can you send me a screenshot step by step? <laughs> on it. We got a couple things. All right, Pete, give us uh, give us a BU update real quick. I know in the beginning of the show I mentioned that what a great time to be a subscriber to BU. People have a lot of time on their hands. They're learning. What, what what can they see at Bash University right now? What do you got? Oh, going on? you know, it's it's we're we're keeping fifty days free open. We know a lot of people are going through some times right now. So come and check it out. School up, get some homeschooling in with Bashu.tv. Uh, and we also got a great seeing red promotion uh, for annual subscribers. But the big deal is we have the bucket list with West, Wesley Strader, Lake Chickamauga. <laughs> Episode one was last week. Episode two is dropping um, this upcoming week. Uh, it's an amazing show that we've, uh, you know, we're real proud of. People really like it and they've let us know. So that's really cool. That's all going on at Bashu TV. And all this time at home has allowed me to do a little, not as much work as Dave has been doing, but I, I, <laughs> I managed to clean out uh, one of my closets and look what I found. Whoa! Shiny. <laughs> look at that, yes. Ike Live sneaker. Look at that. Virgin. Wow. <laughs> you don't untie you don't, you don't your shoes when you take them off, Pete? You just kick <laughs> them off? I can't wear this. This this is too important. This, this is... Uh, this has got to stay pristine. That's memorabilia, that. Dave. It is. That's right. We're put that back yeah. up here with the with my trophies, my winner's trophies. That's where that's got to go. It's awesome. Yeah, but the laces don't come tied. I mean, he had to have tied them and then just kicked them off. All right, uh, Dave, <laughs> Dave, before we go, I'm going to ask you something. Does the UPS uh, job startup mean uh, our date, our, our weekly date's broken? Or? Well, no, well, I got a noon start time, so we'd have to hit an AM up. Uh, I can do that. Uh, all right. You ought to, you ought to go and to the old school spot. I didn't know it was Wi-Fi. I thought it was called Wi-Fi. That, that's what I, I got it on. <laughs> you I say Ouija? Wi-Fi. Oh, Wi-Fi. 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 Riz, thank you for uh, coming on tonight. I appreciate that. Uh, what do you oh, think yeah. about in studio next uh, next show, Riz? Being 10 foot somewhere from me and Brian here? What do you think? 
Yeah, perfect. Just tell Brian to wear deodorant. Okay. Yeah, st- yeah, st- yeah, yeah. Quit, quit being around all the dirty people, Rich. <laughs> there you have it. Brian DeCarpenter, uh, well, scale from 1 to 10, what would you give it? Tonight? Yeah. Solid 6.5. 6.5. Uh, there you have it. I uh, want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, thank Pete Glusick, Dave Brodzik, and Rich uh, Ledbeater for joining us tonight. Brian DeCarpenter, thank you for producing. First show back. I'm excited. I think uh, a lot of, lot of good stuff coming up. Listen, hang in there with us. Let me remind you also, a lot of old shows. If you're home, you're bored, you can catch up on old shows right now. Go to IkeLive.com. Go to iTunes. What's the new one we just announced? Brian? Roku. Roku. If you're a Roku fan, go to Roku. You can check out old Ike Live shows. We've got some new ones coming up. Pete's wanna, not. Pete's not. I uh, want to thank <laughs> Brad McKnight. A.K.A. Brad Knight for joining us. Brad's uh, an awesome dude. Brad's a good guy. Brad's a good guy. Magic Bass World. Yes, Magic Bass World. Uh, filling us in on a lot what's going on with FLW and the professional bass world. So want to thank everybody for tuning in. Keep your eye out on the Ike Live uh, social sites, also on IkeLive.com, for postings on some new shows that are coming up real soon. Pete, Dave, Riz, Brian DeCarpenter, thank you guys tonight. And Becky. And Becky. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. There you have it. Good night. Hi. Today we're going <laughs> chest to chest in the Dr. Squatch <laughs> lather test. On that half of Mike's impressive chest, we're rubbing them down with three name brand bars. The result? A sad, milky film of disappointment. How's that feel, Mike? You see, Big Soap cuts corners and strips out all the sudsy goodness in order to make production cheaper. But not Dr. Squatch. Don't worry, Mike. Dr. Squatch soap retains all the natural ingredients, which creates a rich, foamy lather, leaving your skin healthy, soft, and clean. Ooh, looks like Squatch is taking over this peck party. How do you feel now, Mike? Dr. Squatch natural soap. When we say it lathers, it f***ing lathers. You deserve glorious lather. Take the lather challenge for yourself today. Four and a half inch drop shot worm, Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB and J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three aught, no, four aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now, I know more about fishing than I do about Calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh. Is he in my pocket? This time of year, I definitely recommend putting a little bit of this on your soft plastics too. There he is.
another one next cast and that would be number six i'm addicted i'll admit it i'm i'm straight addicted it might be bigger you think so yeah Mayhem on your crappy jig, and look where the stripers get it. You can't even see it, man. That might be a keeper. 